Welcome to episode 45 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in early July 2021 and I'm your host Krishna. I would like to start this episode with a small story. Towards end of 2018 I came across this Facebook notification of a quilt festival happening for the first time in India in Chennai. It was slotted for Jan 2019. I contacted a friend who is very much interested in quilting and both of us decided to make a kind of girl trip to Chennai for this. This trip was very memorable in more ways than one. I will share that sometime. We took a room next to the venue and then over the weekend we feasted on various kinds of quilts. So we just stayed next door so we would come in the morning again go back again come and whole two days we did that. and there are some things that cannot be explained by writing or even by over audio this was one such experience and i saw many women from all over india who had come visiting just to see this exhibition of quilts and later i found out that tina katwal is one of the brains hands and legs behind this mammoth effort So Jan 2019 is also the time I decided to start working on a podcast idea which eventually became the New Indian Woman podcast. So at that time itself in my wish list for the podcast when I had not even decided on the name for the podcast I noted down Tina's name. And when good things have to happen they will and now we have Tina today. on the podcast welcome tina i'm so happy to chat with you today thank you thank you thank you so much krishna for having me here i love everything about the name of your podcast let me say that right at the outset i mean these are my favorite words there is new and there is indian and there's woman i love these three words and put them all together and they are like oh just my kind <laughs> so i i'm oh, really great, happy to great. be here those are nice words thanks a lot tina as an introduction based on my own uh, search you know you correct me tina started quilting maybe a little more than 10 years ago correct. and she runs a quilting studio in chennai for the past 7 years i'm also part of a facebook group where she posts amazing and lively videos on quilt alongs and more for the benefit of the listeners could you give a a short introduction focusing on what you do now the primary roles that demand most of your attention or priority and your passion project hobbies and all that okay so i am a brand new empty nester <laughs> so you know what that means that means a lot of time a lot of introspection a lot of inward looking my focus has turned inwards I am now focusing on doing things that uh, bring me joy, bring me fulfillment. I really enjoyed my life as a mom, the mm-hmm. early years of my children and their uh, adolescence. I really enjoyed that and now that both the daughters are out of the house, I am now spending that time on myself. I am kind of uh, focusing in and seeing what I want to do and what brings me joy and uh, fulfillment. So that is one thing that I have been doing last uh, couple of months and this lockdown that is the first lockdown <laughs> it forces you all the more to you know to think look back look forward 
so apart from all this thinking i like you said i have a a, a quilt studio i have a quilt store it is called the square inch so that takes up uh, most of my uh, waking hours the store we do a lot of retailing mainly fabrics machines all supplies that you would want uh, for making a quilt and in these times we have been kind of forced to enter the online space because you know how the pandemic situation has been the last uh, one and a half years so i think we were lucky because we were already entering into the online space and it kind of all fell in place otherwise i shudder to think what would have uh, happened you know so yeah so the store takes up a lot of time but then the part that i really enjoy is working in the studio so uh, hmm. the store is what pays the rent so that i can actively pursue my passion which happens in the studio so in the studio is where we design the quilts we create we make the quilts we engage with other quilters uh, oh we have a very vibrant uh, quilting community so that's that's what i do with my uh, day you know it is spent between the studio and the store it's in the same place but for me the studio is where all the creation part of it happens so that's my uh, happy space it's wonderful actually to have that happy space and have something else to pay the rent yes. for it <laughs> that is uh, lovely <laughs> we talked about quilting and you know there may be many listeners out there who do not know what quilting yes. is can you give a quick intro on what quilting yeah. is and how easy it is and who can start and how they can start right so a quilt is nothing but two layers of fabric with one something in between it could be anything and all the three layers held together by stitches so there is typically a layer of fabric on top it could be just a single layer of fabric or it could be patchworked meaning you could put a lot of small pieces together to make a, a bigger hole to make a pattern so that would be a patchwork top so this is the top layer then there's something on the bottom which is another piece of fabric it could be a single piece of fabric or again it could be uh, a patched up uh, in between is another layer which could be what we call as batting or a wadding but it could also be just an old sari or a dhoti um or uh, you know sheets or a piece of flannel anything and then when these three layers are stitched together the stitching is mainly to keep them together mm-hmm. the secondary purpose is to give it a decorative uh, to give it texture and give it a kind of a decorative look so when these three layers are put together and stitched that is what makes a quilt in india actually there are almost 30 different documented styles of quilting but krishna the sad part is nobody knows none hmm. of us know what those styles are none of us are familiar with them because despite you know india having a long and a glorious tradition of quilting it has somehow died hmm. Hmm. so many of those uh, styles that i mentioned are extinct or nearing extinction okay so they are they have kind of disappeared so in fact actually if you talk about indian quilting you only the only name that comes to your mind 
is kanta okay but then the other styles which, which is very sad like even me i have been in this field for uh, a few years now but i cannot claim to know all those styles too hmm. so in different parts of the country the quilt is known uh, you know by different names you have the razai you have the khind you have the rally you have uh, kaudi you have the kavandi so it is known by many different names porvai all different names across india especially in villages maybe people have found out how to repurpose exactly a fabric lying around yeah. and pieces of fabric or whatever was lying around and bring it together as patchwork layer them together and in line with that climate of that particular area they would have adopted maybe thinner version or thicker versions whatever but these are all maybe variants of quilting yeah is so, that correct yes. maybe it would not fit the quilting definition strictly but it fits in perfectly because that is how quilting was born it was basically hmm. a method to repurpose and upcycle your fabric see you have to remember that when uh, you know the agrarian societies they were they would grow the cotton then the cotton would be made into yarn and yarn would be made into fabric and then you know garments were made out of that so it was something very precious so fabric and textile was precious so it was used until the it would be literally threadbare so it would first be used as garments and then uh, the garments would be passed down handed down to whoever's you know the next uh, kid in the family and so on and uh, they would be repurposed again and again and again so if it tears somewhere you would put a patch on it if it you know doesn't fit anymore you would cut it out and then like you said you would patch them up you would layer them and you would make them the last resting place let me say of these uh, textiles were in a quilt right so in a quilt you could you could put together hundreds of small pieces and still make a, a one big piece of you know something that would be useful it would be like you said depending on the uh, temperature and the climate of that place it would be thinner it would be thicker it would be used as a bedding it would be used as a uh, something to cover you and keep you uh, warm so it served a, a whole lot of purpose different kinds of purpose uh, it would be used to swaddle a small child it would be used as baby bedding it would also be used finally in the barn for the animals correct so not a single thread would go waste so that is how quilting actually started whether it is in india or whether it is in the west this is how it started and then it evolved from there it evolved into a fine craft basically they were the ones who do it are women as you know people started doing it and spending more time on it it evolved into a fine craft and today krishna if you see it has gone a step further mm-hmm. so it is no more just a craft today quilting is considered art right so it has broken that barrier and gone it has elevated itself into fine art so now if you see quilts are sought after for uh, uh, you know being put on display on the walls by museums corporate houses private collections so i'm really happy that it has uh, transcended and you know crossed that barrier and made it into uh, it is now considered fine art so that is that is the journey of a quilt yeah. yeah and somewhere there is also this element of quilting being done as a group activity it ne- always 
Yes. And uh, one uh, part I wanted to tell the uh, listeners is, uh, okay, Google quilting, if you are hearing it uh, for the first time, and even if you are not familiar with the word or the equivalent word which Tina referred to in so many languages, even if you are not familiar, at the end of this episode, we will have the show notes where we will link it to some, maybe even the India International Quilt Exhibition, maybe the, those quilts, some of them, so that you get an idea. And I'm sure all all of us would have seen it. Maybe we do not know the name of it. And uh, Tina, is knowledge of sewing essential for someone to do quilting? And who can start? Is this that quilting is only for people with a lot of time on their hands? Or could you just touch upon that part? So I do not want the listeners to just, oh, this is not relevant for me and shut this particular episode and move on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, who can quilt? Anybody who can use a needle, who can hold a needle, put a thread through the needle, can quilt. So you don't need a fancy machine. You don't need a bucket load of fabric. You don't need uh, expensive tools. You don't need great equipment, nothing. And this is something you can do anywhere. You can, you know, sit somewhere. You're waiting at the doctors. You can do that. You are traveling somewhere in a car. You can do it. So it's not that you need, you know, a whole load of things to get you started. All you need is one needle, one thread and some fabric. That's it. Fabric doesn't have to be new. You can repurpose your fabric. You can just use whatever is at home. Just get started. And how do they do that? So like I said, all that one needs is a needle, thread and some fabric. Now, there are various different styles and techniques, obviously. But then I would just say, just get started. Then you will figure out whether, you know, uh, you want to make bed quilts or whether you just want to make small little things. You want to make quilted bags, whatever. And now with the age of the Internet, there is no dearth of learning resources. Mm. You can just Google YouTube there are enough and more classes and, uh, you know, people teaching. There are instructions, tutorials, blogs. So I would suggest, you know, if you want to start off, just go online and look for something for a beginner. Okay. There is a tutorial for every level of quilter. And also this misconception, I think it's a misconception that only if you have a lot of time, then you can start this. Yes, so uh, there are two misconceptions, mm -hmm. uh, if you ask me. One is that you need great big fancy machine. I Most people tell me, you know, I don't have a quilting machine. You don't need a quilting machine. You just need an ordinary machine or you can hand sew it. Mm. So you don't need uh, lots of equipment. Secondly, you don't need lots of time. It's not that you need a lot of time for because Rome was not built in a day. So you are not going to finish up your quilt in a day. All you need is maybe 15 minutes of me time. It hmm. is some time where you just sit with yourself, with your thoughts, maybe put on some nice music. It is very, very therapeutic. So uh, that rocking of the needle, if you're doing by hand or if you're doing by machine also, the you know, the whir of the machine, it is very, very therapeutic. So it just 10 to 15 minutes a day is enough. And you don't have to do great big things in one day, but you can do little, little things every day. Wonderful. And in the end, you will see it all adds up. It all adds up. And looking back, you'll be like, oh, my God, I did this. 
<laughs> so is that the way you started absolutely what i did was <laughs> okay so when i had this plan okay that mm. uh, i am going to uh, finish up my uh, studies and then i'm going to meet somebody and then i'm going to get married and i had my life all planned out so and then i'm going to have two children so i knew that in the formative years of the of my children i wanted to be a stay at home mom okay so uh, i had two kids so which means 5 plus 5 10 years i was at home mm-hmm. so when you have young children you don't have a whole block of time to yourself you can only snatch 10 minutes here 5 minutes there 15 minutes here that's it Kare. so at that time i started off with embroidery and small projects that i could carry or you know start off and put them down immediately at a moment's notice hmm. where i didn't need to do a lot of prepping hmm hmm so Uh, once the children started full time school then i joined my husband in his business so that went on for some time and then due to health reasons i had to again stay at home for some time but mm. then by then the kids didn't need me because they were doing full time school so what i did is <laughs> i started doing my own garments my mm. own clothes mm. and then i would do the patiala salwar you know now the patiala is popular here also but that time it wasn't mm. so Uh, then my friend said oh oh this salwar is nice why don't you do for me also mm-hmm. then it was friends friends and so on so i had a a, a mini uh, what do you say a salwar store at home <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so where i would uh, do garments for my friends and neighbors and their friends and neighbors now you get a lot of fabric that is you know left over after you stitch clothes correct so being the hoarder and the fabric lover that i am i didn't throw anything so i just collected all the scraps and i had those with them so these were like a gold mine you know suddenly one fine day in odyssey i remember i saw a book hmm. which said uh, which was on quilting and it just blew my mind it was the first time i was seeing how quilts are done you know uh, in other parts of the world So tell me this was maybe some 11 years back approximately yes yes exactly so then with all those scraps <laughs> my first quilt i cut up the squares and then i took them in the palm of my hands and i just threw them over my head okay hmm. and then wherever the squares fell i just put them together in that order oh. so i did not plan my first quilt but it came out beautifully and that's it that was the beginning of my love story with the uh, quilts and quilting excellent so, and in this in this <laughs> decade you have managed to just uh, create a path for yourself not just for yourself uh, to influence the indian quilting scene so to speak so i'm very lucky that that happened i'm very lucky that i got to meet other like minded women and uh, quilters and uh, i think it was just the right time and right place for uh, it to happen so i would credit facebook for where we are because uh, 10 years back when facebook was still in its uh, infancy i was on facebook one day and i just happened to discover a group hmm for quilters so i was in fact i think the 25th person to join there and i was like oh my god there are other people who do the same thing <laughs> so, great it was it was it was such a happy discovery you know finding other people also then of course eventually i went on to create my own group it's called the desi quilters mm-hmm. we are almost 4000 people strong my goodness and uh, 
yeah people from all over the country uh, also indians who live abroad and and anyone who you know has a love and fondness for india yes i am in that group but i did not know it had 4000 plus people <laughs> yeah it does excellent you may say that you were there at the right place at the right time but i see somehow uh, you in this whole thing you know of uh, using facebook using catching hold of opportunities everywhere and steering it in some direction that's how i see it and again for the benefit of the listeners we are here um, you know there are a lot of people who would have started something as a hobby and they would have taken it into a business or uh, into some kind of uh, an engagement Uh, and that is not the reason why we have Tina here today so Tina i would like you to talk about the iaqf all uh, right yeah in terms of what led you to do that because you could have just continued being that particular person who got um, excited about quilting started the design studio and made a, a retail store which will pay its rent and all <laughs> that you know the story could have been just that yeah but i was uh, fascinated by the quilting festival that happened yeah. and the what goes behind organizing something like that and you know especially i would want you to touch upon whether you felt it was intimidating you i know there were there was a group of people behind conducting it but the scale of operations the challenges in that versus uh, you know the starting trouble of it and what led you to do that because most of the time sometimes women we hold ourselves back so i wanted you to share this from that perspective please what led tina along with members of the quilting community in india to take the next step that is to conduct the india international quilting festival what does such a festival mean why was it important we will come back to tina in the next episode to know more about the quilting festival the challenges they faced and how they overcame them and what was its secret that made it possible we exchanged notes on the kind of creative energy that was visible at the event If you are yet to subscribe please do that by clicking that option wherever you are listening to now The next episode will also share links to the quilting festival so that you can see the quilts and get tempted to start quilting soon In addition you may not want to miss out on Tina's views on planning and having fun her secrets to having fun while doing a lot of things and what she feels is the most important capability required and so much more her message to young women especially is something i really liked so until the next episode it is bye from me krishna remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now